welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. We've been doing some gardening around the house, and whenever my kids go to water the plants in the yard, I always tell them, water the ones that look like this. And I make this like shoulder drop, sad kind of kind of look. And I literally make my shoulders smaller, my body shorter, my head down, my face sad. And I'm like, those are the ones. I'm like, that hydrangea in the front, give that one water, right? And they know immediately what I mean. If they don't know what a hydrangea is, they know by what I've described, which ones need the water. How do they know that? They know which ones are literally sad. I sometimes will say the the ones that look sad, right? They're shrinking. I want to talk about this concept of shrinking today. How does shrinking show up for us social impactors and what we can do to stand tall, to step into it? So I use this example of a hydrogen because we just planted quite a few in our yard. And one of them is like shrinking, like I hit it with some water, it perks back up. Then I walk in the house, it goes back down, right? The other one seemed to be doing okay, but this one needs a little more nurturing. It needs a little bit more love, okay? So what is shrinking? Shrinking is when you give up too soon. You give up before it really you really planned on giving up. It's when you tell yourself internally some sort of flavor of it's not working, You stop right before the momentum kicks in. This is something I've seen before, right? Like you just missed it. It's like people were starting to catch on and you gave up, right? It's kind of like petering out. Maybe you're thinking this is as good as it's going to get. And so you just kind of shrink. Another way it shows up is when you shrink into the background, like you had planned to do this big campaign, right? Or you plan to do this big launch, or you plan to do this. This was the week I was going to, you know, make those asks or make those calls or send those emails. I was going to come in hot. And then, you know, I got a little bit of objections, or something got in the way I encountered some obstacles, and I shrink into the background, right? And what it looks like is maybe you give yourself a lot of busy work instead. So you can still say you worked for the week, but it's a lot of busy work. It's a lot of passive action work, okay? And maybe when you're shrinking or like the cause behind you shrinking is you're worried about being judged. And I get that. I think that's a huge one. That's one I personally have worked on, continue to work on is standing tall, thinking about sunflowers. You know how tall those things get. So like the tallest sunflower is like is literally poking its head out of the rest, right? Standing tall. It's like it's like asking to be judged, right? Now, some people may say that's a gorgeous sunflower, right? Some people may say that's beautiful. And other, people's may, uh, other people may have another opinion. Wow, it's really blocking the view, right? Can't see into the house or whatever, right? So it feels like you're being judged. It may cause you to shrink. When you're thinking, I don't fit in here. If you've ever walked into a networking or an event or anything where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, these are not my people. I've said that before. These aren't my people. I don't belong here. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not sure what to say. Shrinking. Okay. When you think you're going to get it wrong in a pitch meeting or prospect meeting with a donor, a funder, right? Like a discovery meeting. And you're like, again, you're thinking, 
oh, I feel really intimidated or I don't feel prepared. I don't know the right things to say. Shrinking, shrinking, right? So what do you end up doing? You end up proving it true. You end up proving it true because you actually dim your light. You actually like turn down the volume of you and the flavor of you and you actually start showing up as this watered down kind of, you know, sad version, right? It may not be overtly sad, but you get me. It's a watered down version, okay? You're literally less you in this process. You're less magnetic. You're less energetic. Sometimes you're less clear. So the words you say in an email, the the words you say out loud, right, are less clear because you're in your head. You're like just trying to think, oh, what's the right script to say here? What would you're doing the compare thing. What would so-and-so say instead? Don't do that, okay? It ends up being less compelling and less inspiring. First thing I want to do is say, super normal. Everyone has had a flavor and deals with a flavor of shrinking in their life. It's very, very common. And if you think you don't, look for it. And if you think, well, not so-and-so, they're at the top of their field or they're the expert at blah, blah, blah. I would dare you to ask them like, hey, do you ever feel kind of like you don't know what to say or you feel kind of wobbly or you feel worried or you feel judged? See what they say. Okay. See what they say. I often see in these meetings, in these asks, in any version of outreach, right, that your stories get shorter. So if you've ever been in like a pitch meeting or a discovery meeting and you're feeling this way, you plow through the ask and the sooner you can get out of there or hang up off the call or get off the Zoom, the better, right? The email is less compelling. It's just how do I get it out of there so I can cross it off the to-do list and tell Christina and tell myself, oh, I did the action, right? But you didn't really do the action, right? Because you did the the, the dulled down version, the dimmed down version, okay? So don't do that, okay? It was making me think as I was thinking about this concept of I know there was some show and I don't remember what show, but it's like, imagine you're running and you're going out for a jog and you pass by like your neighbor who's walking a dog and you pass by the mail carrier, right? And they're waving and then you hit a corner and no one's on that next street and you just stop jogging and you just start walking, right? Instead of being like, we're going for a run, I'm keeping my energy up even if no one sees me taking the action, even if I'm not getting the cheers just yet, I'm going to keep going. Now, if I need to walk at some point, I'll let myself walk. It's not about that, right? It's not about like grinding through it. It's just about the concept of like, who are you doing it for in this in 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 the first place, right? We're showing up standing tall. We're showing up in your unique voice. We're showing up telling the stories. That's that that connect with people that help people that come in service, right? That make your world better. You're doing it in service of other people, right? Even if your neighbor isn't seeing you even if right. And so oftentimes I see people because we're siloed off, right? We work from home, we're working, you know, heads down, we have small teams, maybe you're even a solopreneur, or you have a small staff, right? So no one's really saying, Hey, did you send that fourth email? Did you follow up with the third call? Right? And so you just round that corner and you just kind of peter out, right? That's shrinking. No, don't do that, okay? When you stay in high energy or high belief, what happens then is you end up not doing it alone. So it's like when you stay in high energy or high belief, 
Maybe you've got a board that's behind you. Maybe you've got volunteers that behind you. Maybe you just have some friends who are like, hell yeah, you're doing it. I have no idea how, what exactly you do day to day, but I see you. I know you are doing it because you're telling them you're celebrating the wins, right? You're telling them they may not know exactly what it's like to pitch a funder. They may not know exactly what it's like to build a street team. That's okay, right? But they're with, they're with you. Okay? You stand taller. You stand taller like a flower, right? Like that hydrangea. Made me think about the David Beckham documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's really, really good. Coming from somebody who knows almost nothing about soccer. I know about the Spice Girls, so I know about Tori Beckham. But even that, she was so private. I feel like historically it was such an eye into their life and their marriage and her 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 support of him. And it was it was really, really good. And one of the things that I think so many people took away from it, including myself, was just like, holy crap, I had no idea how much he was hated. I had no idea how much he had dealt with people actively just just telling him how awful he was, right? Telling him how much they didn't want him on their team, telling him how much they didn't like him and how he just, he was hated for like two years straight and how he just kept going. And not only kept going, in the sense of, well, I'm walking, kept going in training, in running, in standing tall, kept going, going, I'm going to figure this out. This is what I was meant to be meant to do. And even though I have a large group of people who don't want me here, or don't think I belong here, or don't think I'm great at soccer, I'm going to I'm going to keep going. It was really, really inspiring. And those are the people, people who are at the top of their game, whether they're athletes, where they're, 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 um, anything, whether they're founders, right? They often have taken just platters and platters and platters of rejection. They've taken in a lot of your rejection, but they haven't made it mean something horrible about them. So it makes me think of Sarah Blakely, right? Who went door to door selling fax machines. That was her job before she founded Spanx. She had this big idea about footless pantyhose and everybody told her it was dumb. Everybody told her it was a terrible idea. She was like, this, this has, this has legs. This works. I know this has legs. I know this is something. She was inventing a product for the first time that didn't exist. There was no social proof that this was something that was going to, again, be a billion dollar company. She never took investment seed money, right? What did she have? She had people, vendors, manufacturers telling her, no, I'm not making that. No, I'm not making that. No, I will not do a run for you. That's dumb. And what did she say? She had to stay in integrity with herself, manage her internal self-talk and say, I'm going to keep going, right? I'm not going to go to these pitch meetings and tell a flavor of of her invention that is watered down, less compelling, less clear, less less magnetic. No, I'm going to go full court press in these pitch meetings. I'm going to call, I'm going to find the buyer of Neiman Marcus. I believe that is who finally... That was like the the turning point is getting on the phone with the buyer of Neiman Marcus and being magnetic all in, right? Imagine if she made that exact same phone call, but was the thirsty hydrangea was watered down. Hey, I've got these, these painting. Oh, you don't want them. Okay. Bye. Right. Of course she would have heard another no. Think about how she refined her pitch along the way because she heard all those no's. Same thing. Think about how good David Beckham got at at winning and losing and getting better and becoming a team captain and communicating and handling all of the 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 failures because of the triumphs and and vice versa. Like you literally get better at it, right? The the difference for me 
from from people, whether or not they're a celebrity doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter. It matters whether or not you are a success story to you, whether you are top of your field, whatever that goal is, whether or not you feel like you're treading water, you're really hitting where you want to be, right? Is that internal self-talk and the people you keep around you, okay? So what that looks like is for many of us who are, again, solopreneurs or many of us who have small teams, you may say to me, Christina, I don't have a lot of people who are like with me along on this campaign and we're doing it together. That's okay, okay? That's okay. The first place starts with you. It goes inward. Don't wait for everybody's approval. You've got to stand tall in yours. Even when somebody tells you, you blew that or no, it's a no or whatever flavor. About every week, I get some sort of unhelpful comment, whether it's on a webinar, whether it's um, in an email, like whatever, right? That's okay. I'm willing for some people to say, uh, you, you know, here's here's an unhelpful criticism, right? That's okay. Those aren't my people, right? That's okay. In order to make sure that I, I help people just like you get to where you want to be, right? And so how I handle that criticism is really, really important because I could take it and I could have it weigh down on me literally and have it almost stop me from helping the rest of you and showing up for this podcast and showing up my courses and programs and showing up for my coaching. But instead, I say to myself, is this helpful? And if it is, cool, then I'll take it into account. And if it's not, okay, bye. I give it back into the world. I think Elise Myers talks about that. She's like, okay, thank you. You can have that that criticism back. It's not for me. Go ahead. You can take it with you, right? So positive self-talk first. Have a coach, a mentor, somewhere, a collective of people, even if it's a best friend who doesn't do what you do, totally fine, who's just alongside cheering you on. She doesn't need to know the blow by blow, right? But just somebody who's like, hell yeah, you got this. You got this, okay? Don't do it alone. So that's my cue to remind you, right? Don't do it alone. Sometimes we wear these heavy failures so heavily because we're not talking about it. We're not telling, you know, Sarah Blakely is the first person to talk about the losses with the wins, right? To talk about the doors and the phones slamming down. No, I don't want it, right? I find too, in those moments of, well, I kind of bombed that or that didn't go how I wanted or I flubbed that. If I can just say it out loud, I don't need to say it out loud to everybody. I can say it out loud to a trusted group, a trusted mentor, a trusted coach, even a friend or spouse. It helps just take away the shame of it, right? It takes away the charge of it. It takes away the need to feel like I have to go shrink now and I have to be less me now, right? Because that's not it. Being less you actually prevents you from being where you want to be, right? So think about that campaign. Think about that next launch. Think about your mission and where you would like to see funding for your mission, right? Think about what would it take to get there? Because you probably know. And I find it's actually a few actions. It's not like, and I need this, and I need this, and I need this. So for my nonprofits, for example, it probably is, I need to make I need to book five meetings with funders, five, five people. That's it. And these could be prospects. These could be current donors and just asking for more, right? Get out there, go do it, right? And I need to start a street team. 
or I need to tap into the revenue of my email list because I send emails once a quarter and when I send them, they're just program updates, right? That's it. That could be the difference of 250K right there. Just those three things. That's it. If you need help with any of this, book a call with me. We can start there and I can point you to the next best step, whether it's coaching with me one-on-one or one of my group programs. I'll see you next time. Go stand tall. You know how they say you should enjoy the journey, not just the destination. Have you ever wondered how do I crack the code to do that? I can help you do that. I can help you not only achieve your biggest, most daring goals, but the journey to get there. No more overwhelm, no more self-doubt. I want to invite you to book a call with me. Go to splendidatl.com forward slash book. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network. Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.